thanks for joining us here at AG Kolkata. We are the church for the open arms and we serve in the city of joy, Kolkata. It is our desire to reach out to those in need and to be instruments of effective change in a hurting world. If you like to learn more about us, you can simply go to www.agkolkata.org. We hope that you'll enjoy today's message. There is no doubt that the community of faith or the family of God is a great blessing to all of us. And I'm sure that if I pass the mic around, you would say that the family of God is a great blessing to all of us. But we have to confess that it has caused great pain to some because of our selfishness and pride. We have to admit that. It has caused great pain to some people because of our own selfishness and pride. And I want us to look at a parable where Jesus addresses this issue. And so let us read Luke chapter 18 verses 9 to 14. Okay, it's going to come up on the screen and uh, we're going to read it together. Okay, to some who were confident of their own righteousness... And look down on everyone else. Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to the heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You see, this parable focuses on how our spiritual pride and self-righteousness can cause us to look down on others or judge others. And so this morning, I want to speak to us on a topic. Stop being a fault finder. Okay, very simple topic. Stop being a... Oh, you can talk to me. Stop being a... Okay, that's the topic for this morning. Few insights from this parable and I would like to quickly mention. First of all, this parable mentions about the persons. Jesus mentions two individuals in this parable. The Pharisee and the tax collector. And the place that this parable mentions is they both went to the temple. Okay, it is the place as a temple. And the purpose that we find in this parable is they both went to pray, to meet with God. And even as they are in the temple to meet with God, their posture is revealed in this parable. The Pharisee's heart was full of himself, but the tax collector's heart was reaching out to God. And as we find Closer to the end of the parable, we are told about their prayer. 
how they prayed. The Pharisees' prayer was to impress God. But the tax collector's prayer was a plea for God's mercy. For the next few minutes, I want to talk to us, stop being a fault finder. You see, Jesus introduces this parable with these words in verse 9. He says, to some who are confident of their own righteousness, and then listen to what he says, and look down on everybody else. Now, somebody had said, fault finding or judging is the favorite pastime of the self-righteous person. You get that? Huh? They said that fault finding or judging is the favorite pastime of a self-righteous person. You see, friends, when you look at this parable, the Pharisee did not stop with mentioning the good life that he was leading, but he went on to point out the bad life others were leading. He says, I am not like other men. Okay, he went on to say they are robbers, evildoers, adulterers. And then he looked at the tax collector and he said, not even like this, tax collector. You see, friends, we live in a world where fault finding is seen everywhere. It's everywhere in our world. But what is sad and disturbing is that it is seen in the church among believers that is what is disturbing and sad, friend. So we're going to read another passage where Jesus again gives another parable there. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. It's a teaching of Jesus for his people, for the kingdom people. And so we're going to turn to Matthew chapter 7 and we're going to read from verses 1 to 5. So I want you to read with me, okay, as it comes up. Do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eyes and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Very interesting teaching of Jesus, right? Very direct. You know, how do we understand this teaching of Jesus? You see, this passage, when read in its context, is not a prohibition against judging. You know, many people think Jesus is saying, don't judge at all. No, 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 no. Listen to this. Jesus is not saying judging is wrong. Listen to me very carefully, okay? But I'm coming to what Jesus is saying. He is giving a stern warning against judging improperly. You got that point? He's not saying judging is wrong. But he's coming and giving a warning to us. When we judge improperly, that is wrong. Now, sometimes judging also means, and we've done this ourselves, 
to evaluate, to analyze, or to discern. That is also called judging. But Jesus is talking about judging others improperly here. It is passing a sentence, a verdict with a critical spirit, you know, or condemning. So when we pass a verdict or a sentence about somebody, on somebody, improperly, with a critical spirit, with a condemning way, that is what Jesus is talking about. Let me ask us a question this morning. After having given this understanding, is it right to judge? Very silently. Okay, you can talk back to me. Is it right to judge? I know the topic is very, you know, uncomforting topic. Okay, is it right to judge? What is Jesus? Yeah, right. You're absolutely, but CC, you're right. That is what Jesus is teaching here. All judging is not wrong. So it's okay. There are places we have to judge. Absolutely, yes. Otherwise, the judges in our world will be out of jobs. Right? Yes or no? Yes? Huh? They have a code of conduct. You know, the judiciary has something. And uh, if you study, it all comes from the Ten Commandments. You know, the moral laws of God. And uh, all of the judges around the world have all of this given to them. And they will be out of job if we say judging is totally wrong. Okay? There are 700 references to judging in the Bible. It's right there in the Bible. So this morning, let us be practical. God has given us a mind to think and to make right decisions. Now, how would you make a decision about voting? We just came through election, right? How would you make a decision about voting if you didn't judge the candidates, right? You wanted to judge the candidates. This candidate, this candidate, this candidate, who should I vote for? You know, how would you do that if you did not judge? You know, how would you make a decision what is good for your children unless you judge who they hang around with? You, are, you as a parent are concerned about your children. You want the good and then you begin to judge who they hang around with and guide them accordingly. How would you know which company would you would be good for you when you apply for jobs if you did not judge the companies that are offering you the jobs, right? There are X, Y, Z company, and you have to choose, you have to choose by judging which is good for you, and you will apply. So this morning, for the rest of the time that we have, we're going to look at three insights from this passage where Jesus talked in Matthew chapter 7. So, I'm going to start with the first insight that Jesus gives us is the command. The command. Would you look at your neighbor and say the command? Okay, good. Look at verse 1. <laughs> it says, it is a very short and simple command. He says, do not judge. Do not judge. Here, Jesus does not mean that we show no obligation or responsibility toward those engaged in sinful or self-destructive habit, friends. We have counseled people 
we had to tell them this is not right you know this is destroying you so jesus does not say we show no obligation to that rather there are scriptures that tell us about our obligation and responsibility towards our fellow brothers and sisters so look at galatians where paul writes galatians chapter 6 verse 1 he writes like this brothers if someone is caught in a sin you who are spiritual should restore him gently but watch yourself or you also may be tempted in james james writes like this in chapter 5 verse 19 and 20 my brothers if one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring him back remember this whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save him from the death and cover over a multitudes of sin so what does jesus mean by this command friends jesus is specifically talking about the sin of fault finding jesus is warning us about developing a critical and judgmental spirit that hurts people rather than builds them up in other words jesus is warning us to stop focusing on the faults of others is warning us stop blaming others for not living up to our own expectation he's saying stop be stop bad mouthing people stop being hard on people stop running down people in front of their own self and behind the back we all know these are something common that happens friend that's exactly where jesus is coming to and he's saying stop doing these the truth is people people run from people who judge them yes people run from people who judge them that is just the half the truth they run from people who judge them they run to people who love them and this body of christ the family of christ is the epitome of love of jesus we are to exemplify the love of jesus you see friends people who judge almost never help and people who help almost never judge it is impossible to judge someone and pray for them at the same time god wants us to see this parable and the command in the light of who he is what he means to us and what he wants from us now have you realized why we judge people there are four reasons why we judge people number one we judge others because of our selfishness friends let's come to the truth because we are selfish people and so we begin to judge other people because of our own selfishness for our own desires secondly because it makes us feel superior we always come with an attitude i am better than you and when you come with an attitude i am better than you you are easily swayed to judge others thirdly out of ignorance perhaps you did not know you are a new person in christ and you do not know the scriptures out of ignorance thirdly because we forget they are accountable to god not to us we try to play god in their lives 
we try to make that individual accountable to us for the way they live rather than to God. So those are the four ways that we understand why we judge people. Therefore, I come and put it in simple term, the command of Jesus, do not judge, has to do with the kind of judging when we look down upon someone. You saw that parable, the Pharisee and the tax collector, he looked down upon everybody else along with the other Pharisees. So this do not judge has to do with that kind of a judging. When we look down upon someone, belittle someone, demean someone, and find fault with someone. I wish we had a lot of time to talk about this, but I have to carry on. So first of all, the command. But also, we find this parable, or in this teaching of Jesus, the caution. The caution. Look at verse 1 and 2. Jesus says, do not judge or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. You see again, Jesus is sternly cautioning us that we will get back exactly the way we behave and treat with others. He said, be cautious. How you treat others, especially in the family of God, we are talking about how we treat one another. Be careful, he's saying. See, somebody said, judging others is like throwing a boomerang. You know, a boomerang, it always comes back, right? Yes, it goes around, it comes back. It will always come back to us. So here is what Jesus is saying, friends. Jesus is saying, if you choose to judge others, we better be prepared to be judged by others. We want to judge others, but when others judge us, we get angry. We become uncomfortable. But Jesus is saying, uh, if you choose to judge others, better be prepared to be judged by others. Friends, we need to know that none of us are perfect including those who stand here, friends. None of us are perfect. We all have made mistakes and we will make mistakes. A story was told of a woman who rushed into an office building and said, Doctor, tell me frankly what is wrong with me. And the man said, Well, first of all, you are too fat. Okay, secondly, your clothes are too jazzy. Thirdly, your makeup is all wrong. Fourthly, I am a photographer. The doctor's office is one floor up. Okay? We all make mistakes. Okay? It may sound humorous, but the fact remains we all make mistakes. But the point here is, friends, uh, let us never take the higher ground and have an attitude of holier than thou. Let us stop being fault finders. You see, you heard this many times. You have quoted yourself many times. When you point your finger at someone, what happens? Three other fingers is pointing at you. You know, we've said that many times. But this is where we have to put it to practice. And I want you to know, friends, there are no double standards with God. No double standards with God. 
he holds you to the same standards that you set for others so god leaves it to you jesus leaves it to you if you set a standard to be involved in the life of the family of god that is the standard he's going to be judging you with so if you are showing mercy to someone god will show mercy if you do not show mercy he will not show mercy if you are harsh with someone god says he's created she's created in my image and i will hold you accountable and perhaps he will be harsh with you even in convicting you and talking to you friends so that is the caution that he gives to us in this parable the command the caution be careful how you treat one another in the family of god treat them as one you know made in the image of god one who's been redeemed by jesus one that jesus died on the cross for one he loves them that's the way we are to treat i'm going to conclude this you know there is a third angle to this the contradiction in this parable in this teaching of jesus look at verses 3 to 5 you know it says jesus after saying do not judge you will be judged the same way you judge he goes on to give a, a very interesting illustration here he says why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eyes and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye how can you say to your brother let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye then he says you hypocrite first take the plank out of your own eye then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye you see friends jesus here reveals that when we get in a habit of judging others and finding faults with others we may be revealing more about ourselves than the person we are judging we forget that that's exactly what he's saying here Jesus is using a figure of speech here when he's told these words you know it's called hyperbole you know and hyperbole is where you take that and you want to get this point across the intensity of it he wants people to understand this uh, and uh, to the point uh, let me ask you a question we are told about the plank and we are told about the speck of sawdust Now, which is bigger? Simple question. Which is bigger? The plank is bigger. Okay. So Jesus is saying it is ridiculous. You know, very, very hard to understand this. It's a ridiculous thing to understand. You know, you're talking about taking out the speck of sawdust from your brother's eyes. when you have a plank on your own eyes in other words he's saying the one who's judging is doing that he's got this plank in his eyes and the one who's been judged got just a speck of sawdust so he says it's ridiculous for you to do that and then comes to make the point he says what jesus is saying uh, we find uh, when we find fault with others He's saying here, we are blind to our own faults. When we begin to find fault with others, we are, you know, blind to our own faults. We all have blind spots, yes? No. 
we don't want to talk about it only others when they come and just in a friendly way in a loving way tell us i think this is where you need to improve that is something that we realize but when we begin to judge people and find fault uh, we are blind to our own faults you see friends we are good at judging others but not so good at judging ourselves we go around as if we have no faults now somebody said like this we are good judges listen to this very interesting this comes from the law of judiciary okay they said we are good judges for the mistake of others but good defense lawyers for our own mistake isn't it true huh we are good defense lawyers for our own mistakes but it's very easy to be a judge for others that is what it said but when you look at this teaching of jesus three times in three verses jesus speaks out and says your own eyes look at 3 look at 4 look at verse 5 three times he says about your own eyes or i simply to remind us friend that one judging of finding faults also has faults that's a simple thing in your own eyes in your own eyes three times in three verses he's saying when you are judging don't forget you too have faults you see friends when we find faults with others what is the point we are making is a point we are making we are telling them you are imperfect i am perfect and when you say you are imperfect and i am perfect we are contradicting the word of god you know the word of god the bible says no one is righteous no not one and when you begin to say that you are imperfect i am perfect we are contradicting the word of god you know jesus told the crowd who brought the woman caught in adultery you remember that in john chapter 8 verse 7 what did jesus say here is the woman caught in adultery all of the righteous people standing around there and jesus tells them if any one of you is without sin let him be the first to throw the stone at her was there anybody to throw a stone at her no because everyone has faults in their lives we need to know friends we are forgiven people this morning we are sinners saved by grace but here is the point that i am making friend his grace is never a license to treat others shamefully or find fault with others on the other hand is grace in our life should change us from being a fault finder to grace givers from fault finders to grace givers i want us to notice the two negative comment or two strong words that jesus you know makes here about the fault finders very very important for us to understand friends first of all jesus says fault finders are hypocrites Those are words of Jesus not my words strong words 
You see, friend, look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 7. Jesus says, you hypocrite. You see, when a disciple of Jesus or a follower of Jesus pretends, that's what hypocr hypocrite means or hypocrisy means, pretends and does not behave in a manner which is Christ-like. Uh, he or she is a hypocrite, friend. This morning, my question to us what has Jesus to say about you and me? Hypocrite or a humble follower of Jesus Christ, a grace giver? Does he have to say about that, about each one of us this morning here? Secondly, Jesus says a negative comment. He says, fault finders are not justified in the sight of God. Look at Luke chapter 18 verse 14, friends. Jesus says, I tell you that this man that is a tax collector rather than the other man went home justified before God. In other words, Jesus did not approve of the Pharisees' behavior and action. Remember, he was in the temple. Remember, he came to pray. But Jesus did not approve of the Pharisees' behavior and action. You see, friends, we come here to worship God. And worship is about Him. Worship is about focusing on God, not on other people or yourself. Very starting of this parable, He stood up and prayed about Himself, to Himself, the Pharisee. Worship is all about God. It's not about other people. Or about yourself. Both the Pharisee and the tax collector came to worship God in the temple, friends. Uh, but the Pharisee focused on himself uh, and other people. On the other hand, the tax collector focused on God. He's, he would not even lift up his eyes to heaven. Be, you know, beat his breast and said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Here is my take, friends, on this. If you want to return home this morning with God's favor and blessing, then stop being a fault finder. Come before God with humility and a heart of worship. Now why fault finding is wrong, friends? After having looked at very briefly, we could not go on in depth. You know, why is it wrong? Because God is against it. Simple as it. You know, when we find fault with others, we belittle them or demean the other person who is made in the image of God. Thirdly, it just reveals to us, it shows us it's a sign of spiritual pride, you know, and self-righteousness. You are far from being humble before God. Now, can you tell me something? Repeat after me. Say, stop. Say, stop. Can you say, Start. So there is two words this morning. One is my topic called stop being a fault finder. But I want you to leave this place uh, stopping like being a fault finder to start. The Holy Spirit wants us to start. No, stop being a fault finder and start being a grace giver, friends. I am fully convinced, friend, this morning we are work in progress. How many of us have already arrived Hmm? No, we are all work in progress, 
Paul reminds us like this in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. God is still working on us to make us what we ought to be. So there are a lot of people with imperfection here, including ourselves. God is still working on us. That does not give us right to be fault finders. Rather, I encourage this morning to come be a grace giver. Thanks for listening to this message from AG Kolkata. We hope you would stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by using at AGC Kolkata. We would love to know how this message has touched your life. Please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at stories at agkolkata.org. Hope you have a great week ahead.